This is the Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Have you ever been given feedback that you're too direct, brutally blunt, brusque, or abrupt? A listener wrote to me recently and shared that his style of communication was an impediment to his career growth, and he asked me for some ideas on how to change that perception and make a positive impact with his communication. Here's the email that I received. Hi, Lisa. My name is Diraj V, and I'm an IT professional with 30 years of experience in the industry. Most of my colleagues are younger than me since I changed my career from businessman to IT professional. I have more education and experience in my field than my senior managers. I read your tips on public speaking, and they're very helpful. But my problem is my voice gets loud, and people think I'm fighting when I'm communicating with others during meetings, asking questions in a presentation, or when answering questions. I'm very blunt in my delivery of my message, and even though my colleagues would say that my answers are very truthful and demonstrate a very clear understanding of the subject, I still get this feedback. I'm looking for ways to improve my delivery because my communication is an impediment to my career growth. Sincerely, Diraj V. So here's my response to Diraj. Hi, Diraj. Thanks for your email and for trusting me with your concerns. I understand and really relate to your question because I was also once a blunt communicator too. Some people might say that I still am. In fact, I was once told... Quote, Lisa, you're like a cruise ship coming into port. You rock all the other little boats around you. Ugh. As you point out in your email, this can certainly hold you back professionally. It's important, though, to know that it turns out we're not alone. A recent study showed that insensitive and abrasive communication is what often holds people back. Fortunately for me, I received this feedback early in my career, and I was sent to a course in interpersonal communication to learn about different styles of communication. It's what, in fact, got me started on my journey to becoming a communication professional. I've written about communication style before, and it's a good place to start when you want to understand how to flex your style. And by the way, you might want to get on the waiting list that I have for my communication assessment tool. It's a short assessment. takes about 10 minutes, but then you get a 22-page report back, which helps you to better understand your communication style, and it also gives you tips that you can use to flex your style. It's a very, very popular tool. It's a great tool, and the tool, I promise, is coming back very, very, very soon. In fact, I would get on the list shortly because it's going to come back soon for a short period of time, but then go back away again. You can get that report by visiting lisabmarshall.com forward slash disc. That's D-I-S-C, lisabmarshall.com forward slash disc. But beyond understanding your natural communication style and how to flex it, other very small changes can make the biggest difference. Sometimes it's just a matter of using more positive language. Instead of saying something is black, you can simply say it's not white. For example, if someone asks your opinion of their presentation and you think it's horrible, instead of saying, it's horrible, you could instead respond with something like, it was a good start. Would you like some specific recommendations to make it even stronger? Or, I'm not sure the presentation represented our company or you in the best possible manner. Would you like some specific recommendations? To build relationships and trust at work, it's always important to frame conversations positively. And by the way, I've written about 
positive language before. There's a link in the show notes to that episode. Another small change that can also make a huge difference is showing your appreciation. Feeling appreciated lifts people up. It makes us feel safe. And research suggests that when you express appreciation more often than negative feedback, you boost employee performance, engagement, well-being, and even health. And because expressing appreciation is considered communal or service behavior, this will help you to balance out some of your more agentic behaviors. Strong leaders display a balance of both communal and agentic behaviors. And by the way, I've also written about why we should show appreciation and how to give compliments in other episodes, and they're linked in the notes as well. This podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. These days, you can get practically everything on demand, like this podcast. You can listen whenever you want, whenever it's convenient for you. So why are you still going to the post office and dealing with limited hours, especially when you can get postage on demand with Stamps.com? Anything you can do at the post office, you can do right from your desk with Stamps.com. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package using your own computer and printer so you can get postage whenever you need it, 24-7, because, let's face it, trips to the post office are never convenient. Stamps.com even gives you postage discounts you can't get at the post office, so you'll never pay full price again. And right now, you can support me and the show by signing up for Stamps.com. Be sure to use my promo code SPEAKER for the special offer, and that includes a four-week trial plus $110 of bonus, which is including postage and a digital scale. So don't wait. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in SPEAKER. That's Stamps.com and enter SPEAKER. One other change that can make a difference is to purposely infuse humility and curiosity into your communication. What I mean is, instead of directly telling others what to do, which tends to be the natural evolution of our communication as we advance in our careers, you could help others reach collaborative conclusions by asking more questions. You may want to read a book I just finished called Humble Inquiry by Edgar Schein. He's a professor emeritus at MIT Sloan School of Business. He suggests in the book that, and I quote, the time humble inquiry is often most needed is when we observe something that makes us angry or anxious. It's at those times that we need to slow down, to ask others in a humble way in order to check out the facts, and to ask ourselves how valid our reaction is before we make a judgment and leap into action. Oh, and another book I'd recommend is called Conversation Transformation. It's quite insightful and very practical. Check that book out as well. Finally, I think you should know that Laura Crenshaw, she's an expert on the abrasive leader. She suggests that truly abrasive leaders are those whose interpersonal behaviors cause emotional distress in coworkers, which is sufficient to disrupt organizational functioning. That's her definition. So emotional distress in others, which is sufficient to disrupt organizational functioning. And the good news for you is that I suspect that you are not this extreme because her research also indicates that most abrasive leaders, I call them bullies, she calls them bullies, have little or no awareness of the nature or the impact of their behaviors. In essence, they're clueless. And 
obviously you wrote me, so you're not. You identified this issue, and you've recognized that it has an impact on your career. So this would indicate to me that you aren't one of the severe cases and certainly are somebody that can and is willing to make some changes, which is a good first step. I do want to caution, though, that this is one of the interpersonal issues, interpersonal communication areas, that's hard to improve on on your own. Certainly, you should start by reading the articles and the books that I mentioned, but usually this particular issue requires a trained coach to help you identify your specific behaviors that are causing negative perceptions. In addition, a trained coach can also help you to identify positive replacement behaviors and help you to practice these new behaviors and conversation skills. Think of it this way. You can read all the books you want about swimming, but if you want to efficiently improve your swimming, you need to jump in the pool with an expert coach at your side helping you discover what you're doing right and what you could be doing differently. So I'd recommend you seek out a qualified, trained coach for private one-on-one help. I guarantee that this investment in your personal and professional development will be well worth the return. And of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that I do offer that sort of one-on-one private coaching, but on a very, very limited basis. Diraj, thanks again for writing, and I hope that you'll try out some of these techniques and let me know how it goes. This is Lisa B. Marshall moving you from mediocre to memorable, from information to influence, and from worker to leader. As always, your success is my business. If you're a mid-career professional in the New York City area looking for your next opportunity, I wanted to let you know about the Return to Work Career Transformation Summit. Visit connectworkthrive.com to learn more. When you register, be sure to use the coupon code LISA to receive a special discount. That's connectworkthrive.com and use the coupon code LISA. This is Douglas. And if you'd like to be a more compelling communicator, I invite you to read Lisa's best-selling books, Smart Talk and Ace Your Interview. I did, and they are very helpful. I also want to encourage you to become a Lisa B. VIP like me by visiting lisabmarshall.com slash VIP. That's lisabmarshall.com slash VIP.